the star doesn't need that. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> well, first ever Dunes podcast behind the Dunes. We're starting 2022 off with a bang. We're here with Jeff Hunt. Excited for you to be here, Jeff. Ah, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Jeff is a very special guest to me. Um, when I first got into real estate, Jeff was my mentor uh, yeah. for a few years. Yeah. I was on a team with Jeff, but he has been uh, with Dunes for probably, what, over 10 years now? Yeah. He's been our top salesman every year, just <laughs> crushing it, uh, and really just blew it out of the water this year with his best year ever. Uh, I think he did just under $80 million I did. in volume. Yeah, amazing. crushed it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely outstanding, but I got to ask um, – I mean, I know you did just under 80 million, but I know you also have like a rare bacteria in, in your cornea that you've been dealing with since like May. So yeah, how did uh, you do that? It's been kind of crazy. Um, <clears throat> don't know how we got it. Uh, it's in my cornea. Uh, I've had to go to the doctor repeatedly, like every some three or four times a week up in Charleston. Uh, but it is getting better. Um, I had a lot of great people around me. That's how that's how I did it. It wasn't me. It has very little to do with me, actually. It's all the people around me that. But I me. wouldn't say that. You know. But <laughs> you know so uh, yeah, I've had. Uh, it was a tremendous year, and even with the eye, I was very fortunate to get to where I did. So yeah, yeah. And he ended the year. We'll talk about it a little later, but ended the year with uh, receiving the Realtor of the Year Award for the entire Hilton Head Bluffton real estate market. So. That was I mean, quite obviously, the honor. we're very proud of you for that. Yeah. That is just an amazing honor. So, well, that was quite the honor, given that uh, when you look around the room and you see the other people that it could have been, uh, it's a it's a it's a big deal for me personally because the people that I'm looking around uh, that were so deserving of it, uh, it was it was an amazing night. I was I was totally surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. We're so happy for you, and well, thank you. Uh, obviously, proud to have you with the team and everything that you do to to help us. So in today's episode, we're probably going to get down more into the nitty gritty of who is Jeff Hunt. Let's find yeah. out more about him, even outside of work. And yeah. Let's see what really makes him tick. So uh, first question for you, uh, I would like to know is, you know, going back to your earlier days, what got you into real estate? What led you to this career? When I was in high school, I had uh, a friend and his father had bought a rental house. And I just became, I was probably 17. And I became just totally enthralled with the fact this guy was going to rent this house out and this guy was going to pay him money, you know, and that really got me thinking about real estate. And, um, as a career, I never really thought about that. When I was in my twenties and thirties, uh, I was buying up rental properties and stuff like that. And, uh, just really, um, um, just never occurred to me to do it as a living until I sold my business and I had all these rental properties and I thought, I could help other people do this, you know, and I just love it. I love the people. I love the, the numbers, uh, just working through the math. As you know, John and I Absolutely. always had math, math questions for John. Many conversations uh, <laughs> uh, in my earlier yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just got, I'm just totally eat up with it for some reason. It's just a really great profession. Um, and I've been very fortunate to be, a, be in it for sure. And, like even outside of Dunes, how long have you been doing it total, you think? Like uh, about 17 years. Wow. Okay. Total, yeah. I was with Dunes early on, uh, changed companies, uh, and realized that uh, Dunes is just one of the best uh, overall companies uh, out there in terms of integrity, uh, their place in the market. The people that are there are, they're just unparalleled. I mean, the support that you get in a place, in that environment has it's obviously made a big difference in my career and my ability to go out and sell. Awesome. Um, I get you kind of hit on it already, but I was going to ask, what do you enjoy most about it? And obviously the people and everything else, but um, it's, yeah, it's the people, um, the support, their willingness to help mm -hmm. at, at every turn, whether it's something simple like make a few copies or something more complicated of gathering information. Um, everybody's willing um Everybody's just been willing, willing to help me in every every way. My assistant Shaylin, um, she's top shelf. You know, I mean, she uh, helps me with the day to day grind of everything because it can be challenging. You know, in real estate, uh, but yeah, it's been it's mainly the people. It's mm -hmm. the people and the the ethics and everything that we 
always strive to achieve in this business. It's, and it's rare sometimes, but at Dunes, it's, uh, it's very commonplace to, to operate at a high level, and I like that. And we got agents that I can compete with, you know, that, that mm-hmm. make it kind of fun. You know, we've got other agents that uh, are, you know, very, very high producers, and uh, it pushes me. Yeah. So, and I hope I, I'm able to push them a little bit as well. I'd say so. so, <laughs> so you, know. you always got somebody so, to chase. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's always good to be number two. Yeah. Sometimes, right? So you, or, or have that feeling of when you're number one, have that feeling of the pressure of somebody pushing upon you. And it's all done in a very fun and respectful manner. So mm-hmm. it's uh, that's an enjoyable part of it as well. Yeah. Everybody loves a good bit of friendly competition. Yeah, that's right. And it's uh, just makes it makes it a little more fun. It takes a little bit of the pressure off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, very fortunate. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's find out some uh, some favorites and Uh-oh. things of that nature. Yeah. But more, more about Jeff Hunt. <laughs> Let's see Jeff's <laughs> favorite spot to eat on the island. Ooh, on the island. That's tough. I got a couple. Um, really enjoy if I'm in the mood for a good steak. Uh, I like Alfred's or the Sage Room. Both are just fantastic. Uh, from an Italian standpoint, that's even harder because there's so many. Uh, so many. On there. I mean, Michael Anthony's mm-hmm. uh, is one. Pomodori. Uh, there's just several. Uh, Nunzio's. We prob- I'd probably say Michael Anthony's and Pomodori are probably my two favorite Italian places. All right. So for favorite Italian places, what's your favorite thing to get at those restaurants? I got to tell you, my wife makes fun of me because I get the same thing every time I walk in there because it's just so good. It's good. It's good. Uh, if I go to Alfred's, they've got a filet, uh, a pavre. Uh, it is just fantastic. I mean, the flavor that comes out of it, it's always the same. Their consistency is just amazing. And oddly enough, they have a little uh, appetizer, potato pancakes. Um, mm. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. So that's what I, I like there. We getting lunch after the podcast? <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> I know. At, at Michael Anthony's, uh, we've done one thing that they do. Uh, they provide cooking classes that you can take there. Um, that's a lot of fun. And you make the food, you get to eat the food. And some of their, um, their sauces, their bolognese, and they just have so many different uh, types of sauces. And that's what I love about them. Uh, and everything's so fresh. Mm, I love that. We went to Italy. We were in um, um, in Italy and uh, in Tuscany, and everything was so fresh. And Michael Anthony's is probably the closest thing that I get to that. And Pomodori's. i got to say, Pomodori's, they've got an Arabiata sauce that uh, I love. I get that with shrimp and linguine. Every time I walk through the door, I get the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so are you one of those guys, once you find something that you really like at a restaurant, you get the same thing every time I, you go I there? run it in the ground. Yeah. I do. I'm, I run I'm, it the, in I'm the, the same way. I run it in the ground. Same, yeah. I'll, I'll occasionally it. try something new because my wife has gotten something different. I'll yeah. taste it. But I'll like it, but I'll probably be going back to my, mm-hmm. my old standby. Yeah, I'm, same <laughs> way. <laughs> I'll say walking in. I'm trying something different today, and I'll still and you'll order. And you get the same exactly. thing. I know. Or like Every you said. Time. It's boring. Or like you said, my wife, you order something. Yeah. Let me taste it, see For what sure. it's about. But, yeah. but there's so many good things on all of those restaurants uh, on the island. They, they just – their service is great. The consistency. You know, we, we're missing some consistency these days in our restaurants. Not with these guys. It's, it's pretty on, on spot mm-hmm. every time I go in. Can't complain. What about favorite activity? So outside of outside of eating, um, outside of eating, outside of eating. Um, I enjoy the bike trails. Yeah, uh, on the island. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. Sometimes we haven't done it in a while, but uh, my wife and I would jump on our bikes and ride to breakfast on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just relaxing. Real estate have a few little stress points in it, as you remember. <laughs> just a little. You know, so it's nice just to get out there and uh, just see nature. I mean, our nature here is just off the chart, you know, with the birds and dolphins and manatees and stuff. So I enjoy being outside the beach, riding our bikes down the beach and stuff like that. That's probably one of my, my top things I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very bikeable location. There's like 150 or 60 miles yeah. of bike trails on this it's island. It's crazy. Yeah. You can literally bike anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you can bike to your dry cleaner, you can bike to dinner, you can bike to a Broadway show. I mean, you can. You yeah. can. You can. And the best part anywhere. is it's, it's so safe because right. the, the bike paths are so big. And they're far enough away from the road. Yeah. You don't have to really worry about anything. So, uh, yeah, 
it's a pretty special place for sure in, in regards to that. Not and not to mention the thirty some parks that we have yeah. on oh, the yeah. island. You know that you could ride your bike too. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to get around. So going off activities, are you more of a golf guy or tennis, pickleball stuff like that? I'm a golf guy. Golf guy. Uh, my wife is a big pickleball player. She she plays nearly every day now. Really? Yeah. She she's retired, so she's enjoying that. I'm definitely a golf guy. I like the the beauty of the golf courses. I like chasing my ball, uh, you know, down the fairway. <laughs> John and I have played before, so John knows exactly what I'm talking about. Jeff's the guy that hadn't played in two, three years, comes out, first drive right down the middle. <laughs> I'd be playing every month right into the woods. <laughs> you just get mad. just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, what's your favorite course? Favorite course? Um, I like the Fazio course. Um uh, I like, I probably like Fazio and, and Arthur Hills over in Palmetto Dunes. Mm-hmm. Those are really good courses. Yeah, I love Fazio. Um, if I'm going to a private club, Long Cove, mm-hmm. uh, extremely nice, uh, extremely nice golf club. And uh, great people over there as well, mm-hmm. you know. So, And uh, Wexford has done some work at their clubhouse and stuff. That's another great course for a private club. And obviously Harbortown. Oh yeah, you know how can you not like Harbor Town? Yeah, right. you know, it's a little intimidating, but yeah. it's uh, it's it's a good course as well. This kind of hints back to what you've already spoke about, but let's let's visualize a Sunday, eighty-two degrees, perfect weather, no work. Yeah, no work, no, no work. No so this is the a phone, free phone free day off. for the hunts. Yeah. What does the entire day look like? Like, wh- how would that transpire um, from morning to night? What would I'd say like? I, I would enjoy getting up, going to uh, Southern Coney or Watusi for breakfast, uh, then heading over to the marina and Hilton Plantation, jumping on the boat, mm. um, and maybe going up the May River and uh, having lunch at Palmetto Bluff and stuff like that. Yeah, we really enjoy that. You know, that's a good day. So, and, uh, and at some point, just kind of drop anchor and just float, you know. So is that – Boat or beach guy? Does that mean you're more boat? Probably more boat than yeah, beach. Yeah. yeah, probably more boat than beach. Yeah, which I, is wild. To, I <laughs> um, enjoy. People think of Hilton Head and the beach, but we're sitting here at Shelter Cove Marina with all the boats behind us. I tell you, John, there are so many things to do here, and people think it's the beach and uh, is the only thing we have, and it's truly not. Um, uh, it's a, it's amazing. It really is the the options that you have, whether it's going to a festival. Going to a Broadway show, getting on a boat, going to the beach, playing golf, tennis, pickleball—it's a myriad of choices for just about everybody. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I enjoy the boating part. Yeah, so going up the May River is always fun. The dolphins are always out. And Fish? Like I haven't fished in many years, but I enjoy it. Um, we did go deep sea fishing a number of years ago. Me and a couple couple buddies—we didn't catch a single thing, but we had a good time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the fishing here is uh, is pretty amazing too. Um, people, I got friends of mine that go out. They come out almost every every day. They come back with something really good, and it, the, it's fresh. Oh yeah, man, is it good when it's fresh? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I believe it. Yeah, it's good stuff. I don't sure. do well on boats. I've always <laughs> wanted to do it, but yeah, boats are um, can be tricky, uh, especially with the waves and the currents here. Docking a boat here is a little more challenging because of the currents, but overall, I'd say, put me on a boat. Yeah. Put me on a boat. So, so does that, well, I was going to say steak or seafood, like if you were just craving the biggest thing ever. We're in Hilton Head Island, yeah. everybody assumes Ooh. seafood, but yeah. would that be uh, true, probably, or is it more I'm a beef steak? guy. Yeah, I'm a okay. beef guy. I'm old school. That's kind of what I'm I figured. I'm a beef so. guy. Yeah. However, we did do a cooking class, getting back to Michael Anthony's. and. Uh, uh, oh, I saw that on your Facebook yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. We cooked up a grouper. And I'm telling you, it was the simplest thing. It was salt and pepper and a little bit of flour, and uh, it was fantastic. Hmm. So I would say a good, a good steak or, or the grouper at Michael Anthony's yeah. would, would be fine with me. Man, yeah, you guys are killing me right now. Food. I'm so hungry. I know, right? <laughs> we might have to cut this short and go yeah. get some lunch. <laughs> Let's get to going. Yeah, oh, get to the important stuff. I need right. breakfast today, and all we're doing yeah. is talking about steak. I know, we're talking about food. <laughs> so, All right, favorite, favorite cut of steak? If you're cooking, if I'm cooking, probably a fillet. Um, if I go out, uh, I had a friend of mine that kind of he ordered a strip steak one night, mm-hmm. and uh, 
it was peppercorn encrusted, which I, I'm a pepper junkie. And uh, so when I go out, like to the Bluffton Room or uh, Sage Room, I'll get the strip steak, uh, peppercorn encrusted, mm. you know, and I can't get enough of it, man. It is yeah. so good. Yeah, we are definitely going to have to cut this day short, <laughs> and we keep, oh, man. we're going to have to move on to something else. Just other take the microphones over to the restaurant. Yeah, right? I'm <laughs> telling you. Um, Do y'all go to Bluffton a good bit? I mean, I know you live in paradise, yeah. but a lot of people still seem to venture over to Bluffton and Old Town. And we do. We go to Old Town Bluffton. There's some great restaurants down there. Um, I enjoy Bluffton, uh, especially Old Town. It's been s- the revitalization of that whole area has been tremendous. Yes. Um, the economic impact of that is uh, it's staggering. People have no idea. You know, people think of Bluffton as being 278 corridor. But it's really not. It's there's some great places down in Bluffton and uh, some great restaurants like the Bluffton Room or mm-hmm. Agave, you know, and places like that. The Pearl, that's the Pearl. One I went to. That's another one. Yeah, really had a really good steak at the Pearl. Mm-hmm. There I we go too. again, <laughs> talking steaks again. Oh. Right. I actually Big got seafood when beef. I went to the Pearl. So <laughs> Big yeah. slack, slab of beef. So, oh man. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. Those are that's a great area. Yeah, yeah. love going to Bluffton for sure. Yeah. Since like our proximity to like from the island, you're. 10 minutes from Bluffton, what, 40 minutes from Savannah? Yep. Hour 40 from Charleston. Yep. Like, do you do you venture out and go to, like, those other places often? You know, we do. Um, other than going to Charleston for my eye every uh, week, we go up there sometimes for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we enjoy going downtown, the old, the whole old south feel, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, restaurants there they like are um, – uh, High Cotton is a good one. Hall's Chop House, always a great place to go. Um, if you if you haven't been, it's a good one. But yeah, we enjoy just going to these places and doing yeah. little staycations kind of thing. You know, same thing in Savannah, you mm-hmm. know, going down by the water and stuff um, for a day or so. It's, it's nice. It's fun. It's yeah. good. We awesome. have so much around us that's so close. Even Jacksonville is two hours away. I forgot yeah. about Jacksonville. You know, uh, yeah. Amelia Island, too. Amelia Island, mm-hmm. yeah. We enjoy, we've been to Amelia Island a couple times. Um, and even Ponte Vedra, we'll mm-hmm. go down mm-hmm. there and stay for a weekend. St. Augustine. Yep. St. Augustine. We've been down there twice like in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, yeah. There's so much stuff that's close to us here. So much. What, three yeah. super historic cities, Beaufort, Savannah, yeah. Charleston, all well, within I'd an totally hour and a half. Right. Both that's of them. Right. You know, maybe right 45 here. minutes, and then yeah. Charleston's two hours yep, or something. Right here. So. It's um, it's pretty wild. It is, and we're fortunate to be so close and, and even more fortunate to be able to take advantage of it mm-hmm. and to recognize it, you know, when you live here. It's always good to come back home and be on the island, um, but we do have some pretty spectacular places that we can go. And we do it we do it fairly often, multiple times a year, you know, especially to Charleston. Now with the airports expanding, too, it's we have so many different areas for, like, direct flights for access here and then access yeah. from here to other places, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more people um, flying in here because of that, and it's, it's really amped up. Uh, the rentals here are off the chart, uh, and they're bringing in uh, a new flair, a new flavor of, of wherever they're from, you know, which adds even more stuff to our little melting pot. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a real plus. For sure. The airport's been a big, big plus. Yeah. Yeah. Very convenient. Yeah. Let's uh, get a little deeper. <laughs> Here we um, go. Yeah, we've had many conversations over the years, so I've, I mm-hmm. may have heard some of this, but I'm also pretty intrigued to find out more. And yeah. uh, we'll start kind of with a big one and then work through some other things. But um, for Jeff Hunt, what would, what would your definition of success that's a great question because success is measured by so many different things. Some people measure it by money, uh, by the size of their house or their car or any kind of tangible object. Um, for me, uh, success is helping others, whether it's uh, on a personal level or with real estate. Um, it, I just feel really good when I'm able to help somebody through a tough situation or give some advice and they become successful. And part of being at Dunes Real Estate uh, that makes me feel good is I am able to help people. And more importantly, they're able to help me. And sometimes they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, So for me, that, that is success, being able to um, help others to succeed um, in whatever they're doing while I'm producing and being a big part of something. And in this case, Dunes Real Estate. I enjoy being a part of it. So that's successful to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously, everybody answer. wants to make more money and yeah. 
you know, live in a nice place and stuff like that. Material. But that doesn't really, that's not my barometer of, uh, of not success. fulfilling. And no. Yeah. I'm a successful person because of my person, mm-hmm. you know, of who, of who I am. I try to do, try to stay on the right course, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's how I measure myself. This is kind of off the cuff, but is like, is there anybody that comes to mind for you when you hear the word successful or like a past mentor or anything or? Yeah, it's, it's mainly people um, that work well with others and don't get too far ahead of themselves. You know, sometimes um, like I'll take sports. I know mm-hmm. big, big athlete, John played a lot of sports. Um, oftentimes you get people telling you how good you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that can get beyond that, because sometimes you, you're told how good you are. And then you start to believe it, you know, and that's that can be detrimental to your success, right? You Maybe you're not as good a baseball player as everybody tells you you are, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And it's the same thing in real estate. Um, you're, you're only as good um, as your next day, you know, and helping people through that day makes you better. You know, I kind of live off the premise, you know, like I could share with John everything I do in a day. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you everything I do whether it's real estate or whatever, and I'll still beat you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of my goal, yeah. you know, it's like, I'll tell you how to do it and let's compete. Yeah. You know, let's, let's I'll see. I'll give it away, but I know I'm going to do it better. And that's right. Yeah. You can't keep up, yeah. you know, kind of thing, even though some people obviously have and passed me, you know, so, but <laughs> <Not> still, <many. laughs> but still <laughs> you, you, you try to, um, that's how I would measure it yeah. you know, based on that and make it fun, mm-hmm. make it fun for myself and for people, yeah. you know, other people. So what's the best professional advice that you've ever received while? It's very simple. It's very, very simple. Don't quit. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. You know, too many of us uh, stop whatever we're doing, uh, real estate or relationships. It could be anything. Don't quit. You've got to commit to what you're doing and have a plan and, uh, when I was told that at a very young age, um, I went to a financial advisor. I was probably 21 years old, and he asked me what my goals were. And I told him I wanted 20 rental properties, a vacation home, my own business, and all this stuff. And he said, you know, what's your timeline? Do you want to try to get this done by the time, you're, by the time you retire? And I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking more in the next five to ten years, mm-hmm. you know. And he told me that uh, that was almost impossible, is what he told me. So the gentleman that I'm referring to said, why can't you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, don't quit on your dream. You can do it. Yeah. So uh, I was fortunate enough to have him in my life and other people in my life that helped me along that got me to the point where I did own my own business. You know, I did have the rental properties I wanted. I did have the mm-hmm. vacation home all in that short period of time. But again, it was a lot of people helping me along the way, you know, just with advice or a kind word sometimes mm-hmm. um, to keep me going. And when he said I couldn't do it, because <clears throat> he told me I couldn't do it because nobody had ever done it. Yeah, right. You know, well, you know, we wouldn't be here if somebody didn't do something for they the first time. Know. Right. You know, somebody found fire, right? And, yeah. and now look at us, you know. So um, I just believed that I could. I pretty much take that feeling uh, with everything I do. Uh, I don't feel like there's anything I can't do. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. There are obviously are. Yeah. You know, I have physical and mental, you know, limitations or financial limitations or whatever. But I always believe when I start something that, that I will do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't occur to me that it's not going to happen. Yeah. So that's my philosophy on yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> so. which is great. It's it's a great <laughs> philosophy. Yeah. yeah. So what what's the worst uh, kind of advice that you like in our given trade and in our you know, area of expertise, real estate and things like that. What's the worst advice you, you kind of see given sometimes, whether it be by coaches or people out there saying stuff that you feel is kind of bad advice for people getting in the, in the business? I think telling anybody um, that they can't mm-hmm. is a big, big mistake because there's a lot of um, talent wrapped up in all of us, mm-hmm. yep. right? And sometimes that talent just needs to be encouraged so when somebody tells somebody, oh, you can't do that, you know, if somebody, if I had told you at the beginning of last year, you know, I'm going to do X number of million dollars, a lot of people would have said, 
there's no way. Yeah. You know, Jeff, you're by yourself. You need a team to do that, or you need this to do that. And you have to ask yourself why. You know, there's got to be somebody out there that's doing this. Yeah. You know, when I started my initial business when I that I had in Charlotte, um, I wanted it to be bigger. And at the time, we were doing about maybe a million dollars a year in revenue. But I wanted it to be bigger. So I got on a plane. I flew around to different places of the country to see what it looked like. You know, what does it look like? Somebody's doing more than a million. Yep. You know, so we ended up uh, in a 20,000-square-foot building with national clients. We were in the top 100 in the country in our business at one point uh, because you have to just know you can. Like, just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it's not possible. That's correct. So. Positive mindset and work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife gets mad at me with my positive mindset <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I used to wake up You're every day <laughs> when the market was kind of really hard uh, and I had just started. Uh, I wake up every day. I sit at the edge of the bed and I'd say, today's the day. Mm-hmm. And after about three weeks of that, of coming home every day, not having sold anything, <laughs> you know, she says, man, I wish you would stop saying today's the day. And I said, I can't because every day I got this much closer to a sale, mm-hmm. whether it was uh, an extra phone call to that client or I sent them something or I made 20 more phone calls. I was closer mm-hmm. every day. And eventually um, when I woke up and said today's the day, it meant that I had a closing. Yeah. It meant that I got another thing under contract. So I tried and eventually to, that went to two closings at one of those yeah, days. Right. And then three closings. <laughs> and then two a week. And yeah. yeah. Kind of like, oh okay. yeah. It worked out quite well. So yeah. but I think just having a positive expectant attitude about anything you're doing is critical to uh, critical to your success. No matter, you know, with the eye or whatever. Um, people I tend to think more like life is ten percent of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, most of the things that happen to us that are bad, I tell my wife this all the time, it's, it's a funny story to cocktail party at some point, right? Yeah. The deal that you had that went sideways mm-hmm. and was a real problem and you were able to save it and maybe your client wasn't as reasonable as you wanted them to be, later you're telling it with a smile on your face. Yeah. So enjoy the process while it's happening and you won't be so stressed out. Yeah. So, and just know you'll get it done. You know, one way, one yeah, way or another. The, one way or another. Yeah, like the guy falling through the roof at my listing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or the it's, dead squirrel in the house. But see, there's all well, wait, types hold, of hold stories. On. That's right. Yeah, we need right. we need to pivot real quick. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about that. What? <laughs> Somebody fell through a roof. Oh yeah, inspector. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was the the buyer. Or the buyer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it was fun. All yeah. right. And then they backed out uh, later on for some other reasons. It was but like Jeff, but I had to go to Jeff about those because I'd be in that negative mindset. I'm yeah. like, God, like you won't believe what I mean, happened. Nothing could really prepare you for that. No, <laughs> not at all. But that was kind of Jeff's mindset. And he would always instill in me is just keep pushing, you know, but you I mean? work, but you'll it. figure it out. You you'll find a solution. It. And then and you laugh that, about it later on. That's right. Even yeah. if that person doesn't make it happen, um, everything that happens to me is a learning moment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have failures, mm-hmm. right? I don't think of anything that I've haven't accomplished as a failure it's a it's a learning moment right to get better and okay it didn't happen now but now I've learned so maybe I can make it happen later you know down the road mm-hmm. kind of thing. you use those moments instead of considering them as failures they're like teachable moments Absolutely. to help you get better improve all of that yeah I, I tell my that. assistant all the time she walks in and she'll ask a question and I'll tell her learning moment you know and yep. and uh <laughs> and it makes both of us better you know, it reminds yeah, me of something. how you grow. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that was another question, Mom, was did you have a kind of like a big failure in life that helped set you up for success later on? Like something that you're like, man, it just felt like the worst time. But then all of a sudden you realize that it made you better, stronger, and it led you to something better? Or Yeah. So the, the pivotal point in my life probably was um, I broke my back uh, in high school. Um, I was... I played football in high school. I was going to play in college, and they recommended that I get on the wrestling team, and uh, I did, and um, I did pretty well because back when I was in high school, it was just a bunch of really heavy guys mm-hmm. that they weren't real wrestlers. They were just big guys. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I qualified for the state tournament, and that's where the real wrestlers are, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> oh, no, they showed up. <laughs> they showed up, and they're ready to wrestle. So <laughs> They were there. Uh, 
the guy weighed, I was in heavyweight. I weighed about 210 at the time, a little over 200. And this guy weighed probably 270. And he was nothing but muscle. And I went after him and because uh, we had played football against each other. And he knew mm. that I was probably quicker than him. And he was probably a little stronger than me. And uh, I hit some sweat. I stepped in some sweat and I slipped and basically fell. My feet went under him and he fell on me mm. and broke my back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of changed my life in terms of uh, where I was headed um, that I thought was going to be the end. Because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. 18 years old. I'm thinking of playing football. And, right. you know, you're convinced that you're going to go to the NFL when you're 18, right? You know, and there was little chance of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't that good. And uh, in hindsight, so it really got me on a trajectory that made me think, uh, hey, I can let this define me as, you know, I broke my back. I can't do anything because I have a broken back. Right. And use it as an excuse or use it as a motivator to uh, take a different direction. And that's what I chose to do. So I ended up uh, going to school anyway and uh, graduated and started a business and all that stuff. Now you're living in Hilton Head, living yeah. the dream. I know. Not, not much <laughs> to complain about. Never would have thought about. that back then. <laughs> not so. much to complain about. I tell you, yeah, from, from, where, uh, from where I came, it's, I could not see this yeah. at all. It was, it was very, very far away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but as I got older and my world expanded, you know, I remember going to people's houses when I was in junior high. We switched junior highs. They built a new junior high. Junior high I was in was very farm oriented. So a lot of the kids had to go work the farm and stuff like that. And we went to this other junior high that was closer to Duke University and, you know, stuff like that. So I got to see a whole new life, you know, and that really opened me up to like, if they've if they have this life and they can do these things, why can't I? Mm-hmm. You know, so I set out to find out. Yeah. So and it got me here. So I can't can't complain at all about that. So <laughs> living on Hilton Head is uh, pretty special. Yeah. What's sure. something that you believe in that other people might think is like insane or like not? Help me out. I would say the the thing that. Um, that I get some pushback from is a lot of people, this is kind of a pretty important thing to me. People live their life sometimes by situations, right? right? They make up their decision based on the situation. You know, if I leave a thousand one hundred one dollar bills on this table, you could walk in and take 10 of them and I'd probably never know it. Right. But I'm the opposite. I kind of lead my life based on my principles, you know, and a lot of people think that's crazy because they're like, you know, nobody's going to find out. Who cares? You know, you know nobody will ever find out. That's not really the way I, I roll. So I tend to make my decisions based more on principles. And some people think that's crazy. Yeah. And, and people think that some of my goals are, are too lofty and not attainable mm-hmm. um, sometimes, you know. And I don't understand why I can't. So I try to just do. To me, there's either you do it or you don't. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing in between. It's not, there is no try. Right. You know? If you set your, your lofty goals and say you miss it by a little bit, it's still going to be way more successful than somebody who That's is right. like, oh, I'm just aiming down here, and then they miss, and they're down here. Right. But you aimed up here, and you missed, and now you're just like a little bit behind, yeah, but that's, you're still that's exactly right. You try yeah. to – you always try to – and bring people with you. Success is uh, – the more people that are around you – they, they help you and they feed off of you and you feed on, off of them. And it just makes everybody rises to the top. Right. You know, but you've got to believe that you can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Going back to what no, you said before no, you with uh, like the friendly competition between the other agents, mm-hmm. you drive them, they drive you to competition and it makes that's right. everybody better. Because you guys are all just pushing each other, pushing each other, pushing each other. At the end of the year. It's fun to um, watch. At the end of the year, you know, I know during the year, I look at the board and I say, oh, my gosh, that guy just sold a a million-dollar thing or a three-million-dollar thing. You know, he's catching up or he's ahead of me. Yeah. You know, but I keep my head down, and uh, I think they do the same thing. They keep their head down. At the Mm -hmm. end of the year, the company's better off, we're better off, and we had a good time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it made it more fun than so stressful. You know, a lot of agents are very, uh, very stressed out right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the, this market. It's very, very hard. Um, but if you keep your eye on the ball and keep consistency, like we talked about with the restaurants, you know, people go back to restaurants because of that consistency. 
and I hope that people stay with me because of my consistency right. with, with helping them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fun one. If you had the opportunity, what would Jeff Hunt put on a billboard so that everybody Ooh. driving by sees? Ooh. <laughs> It could be billboard. one word. It could be a quote. It could be anything. What would what oh, would you man. put on a billboard? <laughs> um, I think it's important uh, if I'm trying to communicate a message to people. Um, it would be very simple, you know. Um, you can. Period. You yeah. can. Um, now, if we're talking about business, one thing that I've had a lot of success with in some of my marketing stuff um, is I did a magazine ad, and I could put this on a billboard, the billboard would be black. And my name, Jeff Hunt, in white. And on the bottom of it, it says, sometimes the answer is right in front of you in black and white. And I've had so much success with that, you know, over the years. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably do that from a business standpoint. But if I'm trying to communicate an ideal to somebody, mm-hmm. just know that you can. Yeah. You can beat your sickness. You can make more money. You can travel. You can you can do whatever you want, but we it's sometimes not easy. That's the part where people have to get through it mm-hmm. and understand that it's going to be hard. Life is hard. There's good times and bad times. Had a good year last year. I don't know what this year is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but either way, I'm going to have fun doing it, and I'm going to know that it will always get better, even if it gets worse. And that's the one thing because I remember Jeff knows I'm a big Clemson fan, um, so okay. I, I still came to yes, point that out. But I I always <laughs> kind of harken that back to Jeff with like when I was early on and I'd have situations or something. Um, Dabo Sweeney, who's the head coach at Clemson football, he took over his interim mm-hmm. as a wide receiver coach. He wasn't a coordinator or anything, so a lot of people said Clemson was crazy. And every meeting from the time he took over till today, he brings in two signs. One of them says believe. And the other one says, you can't with the T crossed out. That's right. And the players like thought it was crazy. They said he was insane. And he and then by about, I don't know, he said halfway through the first year, he walked in without him one day, forgot him, and the players went nuts. Yeah. And then look what that created. That's you know, right. nobody ever thought he could do that. And, yeah. you know, you always kind of had that same mindset. And I'd come to you and be like, you know, oh, I got a million-dollar potential customer. I was, you know, freaking out, yeah. thinking I'm too young. I'm 27 at the time. I can't go talk to these people. You know, Jeff just said, you can't. You can't, you, can. you know. That's right. Uh, you, I believe in you. You should believe in yourself. And, and um, The mindset is definitely super important, yeah. especially yeah. For, for this. Like, Well, I'm, it helps. Your, your confidence is based on your belief. Yeah. You know, um, not anything that you've ever done. You just have to believe that you, this is, I'm going to do it. This is mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Um Get out of the mindset of saying, you know, okay, well, yeah, let's try it. Yeah. Let's not try it. Let's do it mm-hmm. is better, right? If we try it, we're giving ourselves an out uh, to, to move on to something else. If it doesn't work, I tried. Yeah. You know, uh, that doesn't really work. You know, you got you to gotta know you can do it and do it, mm-hmm. you know, and take charge of it. And it makes you happier. Yeah. You know, because you know that you're succeeding even in incremental little tiny bumps up, you're mm-hmm. still, uh, you're getting closer to your success, which get, makes you feel successful, yeah. whatever it is. Do you have any favorite quotes? Yeah, I do. Um, I had a young boy, um, a girl that I, this is years and years ago, she had two children, and one of them uh, told his friends that Jeff knows everything. And he was going to come up with a question to stump me. And so I guess the, he gets me in the truck. We're going up to the cabin that I have in North Carolina and uh, taking them four-wheeling and everything. And uh, he asked me, what's the purpose of life? Mm. Right? And I told him, I said, you're lucky because I know the answer. And he just fell out. He was like, he couldn't leave. No way you know the answer to this. And I said, I do. And I said, the problem with this quote is when you tell somebody this, they have to be ready to hear it. Right. You can't just tell them the answer. They have to be in the right mindset, the right age. And as the person who has the information, um, you have to be cognizant of that. This might not, this might, this person might not be ready to hear this. Mm-hmm. So we went on and on and on. And he was like, tell me. And I said, um, the purpose of life is to lead a life of purpose. That's it. 
we overcomplicate yeah. so many things, right? You know, your purpose, you found your purpose in Asia and your child. Absolutely. Right? And you found yours in your future wife, right? So your purposes are starting to come together. And when you find that, I feel like uh, then you truthfully can do anything because mm-hmm. it's your purpose. Yeah. You know, so. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty I good. could see them sitting there so, like, <laughs> Yeah, and he, he's think. 10 years old. Makes so much sense. But like you said, it's so simple, but yet <laughs> yeah, confuses people if they're not ready for it. He's yeah. 10 years old, and, uh, and now I'm going to his wedding in April. Oh, wow. And um, if you ask him today – you know, what's the purpose of life? He'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll tell you that. It's pretty funny. That's so, awesome. so you never know how something's going to land on somebody's ears, no matter how old they are. And it could be beneficial to their entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he's, sure. he's a captain of, uh, on an airplane right now. He's 25 years old, hmm. you know? So he really, sounds really like he's found up. his, yeah, his he purpose. So. He did. He did indeed. So, yeah. Yeah. well, if you could go back in time, let's go back to 20 year old Jeff. Now, it seemed like you believed a lot of this already at a young age, which is amazing because I think it takes some people a lot of time to get there. So not not kind of some of the stuff you've already hit on, but anything that you could go back and give yourself advice, having the wisdom you do now at 20, is there anything else that comes to mind of yeah, I would so love to say this? To at, at 20, um, I, I was supposed to go to college, and that was paid for, you know, for football. So that didn't happen. Um, so I ended up going to um, – aviation school to become an aircraft mechanic and there were times uh, that the lady would come into the room and tell me you know she needed money you know because I had to pay for my own school Mm -hmm. needed money that I didn't have Mm -hmm. I mean I gave this poor woman fifty dollars a hundred dollars you know it wasn't (laughs) even close but she kept me in school she didn't kick me out Um, so as I was going through that um it's kind of like the Brad Paisley song, you know, um, it gets better. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have to encourage myself at 20. There was a real rough spot there where I was like, I don't know if I can do this or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I owe these people a lot of money and I don't have, you know, I'm cleaning cars that hurts rent a car and stuff like that. So and loading chickens at three o'clock in the morning on airplanes and for 25 bucks, you know, so yeah, it, I would, I just tell myself, uh, you can do this. You got this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to get better. Do not give up. Yeah. You know, because it's easy to slide back, you know, and you just accept it. You say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this is my lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's my life kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, it's not true. You can you can change your destiny mm-hmm. wherever you came from. Oh, yeah. For good or bad. Mm-hmm. So your mindset has to be right. You know, to do and that. also kind of seems like you, in a way, did that because it seems like you kind of always believe, like you kind of knew loading chickens I, and all this stuff that like right. you knew that it, at some point it's going to be better, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't have had that drive without it. You just Well, wouldn't. I saw too many people. Um, I grew up in a trailer park environment mm-hmm. and uh, loving family, but not a whole lot of options. But I got to see more people that had done something mm-hmm. and, you know, when growing up like I did, a lot of those kids didn't make it out, you know, because they just assumed that, you know, I'll get my own trailer someday, yeah. you know. And um, I just wanted more. I just wanted out. And when I couldn't play football, I thought that my out was over because that was really my only way, mm-hmm. I thought, at the time. But uh, I was encouraged by people, and uh, um, I went to school, and I – my aunt and uncle gave me $500 to start with, but I had to pay them back. And uh, they interviewed me for it, you know, because they wanted me, they wanted to know it was important to me, hmm. you know. And I went to school and I paid them back and uh, as promised. And it worked out uh, quite well for both of us, I think, mm-hmm. I hope. You know, so. Yeah. Did for me anyway, for Absolutely, sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know, so. So what else you got for me today? This is one I like, um, which, again, as long as we've been talking, you probably have hit on some of it. But let's say, uh, worst-case scenario, the time has come to leave this earth. Uh, you can't, you know, there's nothing you can leave behind you in terms of money, possessions, um, scrapbooks, anything. 
for Jeff Hunt's legacy, all you get to leave behind are pretty much three pieces of advice for anybody. And that's what your legacy will be. What, what would that entail? I I probably would go back to the uh, establish solid principles in your life and, and don't waver from them based on situations. If you can do that, it keeps you balanced uh, through hard times and successful times because both are equally as hard. Some people think, well, if you're successful, that's not very hard. It can be because you start buying into a premise that people are telling you, you know, that you're the best, you're the best. And maybe that's not totally true. You know, maybe it's true in in your small little world, but uh, you can always be better. But if you stick to who you are, uh, it makes for a happy, productive life, um, which also gets back to your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, find your purpose, realize it, embrace it, and you will have a very, very happy, long life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, little, little deep today. So <laughs> yeah, hey, deep dive. <laughs> deep that's what we like, sure. though. Yeah, words so. to live by. Um, well, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up with. Um, if you have anything else you want to say about Realtor of the Year, um, obviously one of the biggest honors you can get, not only your top year, but then to throw that on top to say, it, hey, not only was yeah, he yeah, the yeah, best yeah. at Dunes, but he was Realtor of the Year for the whole area. So It was really funny because I, I'm on the board of directors now at uh, the Hilton Head uh, Realtors Association, and I thought I was there for that. <laughs> and um, I'm sitting there, and I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie. So you had no idea? No idea. Oh, okay. They're, they're announcing Realtor of the Year. I can barely hear the guy, and I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie. I got <laughs> chocolate on my pants. I'm scraping chocolate off my pants, and I hear him say something about bicycles. You know, I give the bicycles away every year to, to kids, and uh, uh, I said, wait a minute. And then he said he did uh, 100 transactions or whatever else he said, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm looking around. My, wife, my <laughs> wife's up at the bar getting another glass of wine, you know, so we're totally unprepared for this, you know. <laughs> And he says my name, and I was totally floored because I did, John. I, I looked around the room, so many deserving people, so many, yeah. you know, and uh, and I was selected. So I was very, very, very honored uh, to get that, yeah. you know. Um, and we talked a little See, bit. See, I was thinking about, you made a new just before or something. No, the good thing no, you didn't take a bathroom break or something. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, Sean, the president, uh, exiting president, uh had asked me about the bicycles and part of the realtor of the year award is not just your sales numbers right. it's community activity and stuff and my wife and i have done these bicycles for mm-hmm. forever uh, but this year was particularly hard uh with covid and everything i ordered the bicycles back in july and um middle of november they tell me they're not coming in and we had a little panic Uh-oh. and this is where it gets back to none of us are successful by ourselves right so to think that Jeff and Christine Hunt did these bicycles is a big misnomer. Um, the bicycles, the price of them went up 45%, mm. uh, and they were hard to find. Uh, and everybody, I had fellow realtors uh, drop off money, checks to, to the office. Clients would drop off a few bucks, um, which helped to offset the cost of all of the helmets and mm. some of the bikes um, because the I didn't want to back off of what I had committed to the charities, so I was committed to doing it. So the fact that all of my friends and family and clients and other realtors from other companies even uh, stepped up and said, hey, here, here's a check. What do you need? Daniel, our broker, uh, we ended up getting about 50 bikes directly from the manufacturer, and uh, they need to be put together. I was like, oh, my gosh, where am I going to find the time? And I we probably don't have that many mechanics no. at, at doing real estate, <laughs> no. right, to, to put together bicycles. So uh, Daniel swings into action. Uh, next thing I know, the outfitters in Palmetto Dunes, mm-hmm. those guys stepped up and said, we're happy to do it. They banged them out like that. It was amazing. Uh, so the support that everybody gave me um, is probably – there's a lot of names that should be on that award, mm-hmm. so not just mine, yeah, for sure. Jeff, very much appreciate your time today. 
Well, thank you guys. It's oh, always man. fun to get together with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was a great talk. Uh, again. We need to go get some lunch, though, <laughs> yeah. what we need to do. <laughs> we need to get something. If you um, had ended up with the food, that would have been a little bit better. It just started we'll plan that beginning. out better next time. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get some Uber Eats or DoorDash. Yeah. Something. Have, we got to eat some, time. Have some so. chips and salsa yeah. on the table, for goodness sake. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. No, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you taking the time and including me in, uh, in the first. This is the first? Yeah, it's the first, first one. one. I mean, we got to start dudes. big, right? Well, I tell you. got to give something to chase. <laughs> yeah. so. And you're already at, what, $20 million to start the next year, I think? Yeah, just under 20 so far, so... We're uh, 26 days in. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a hard year. Uh, it's going to be a very emotional year for buyers and agents. And I think it's important that as agents, uh, we all remain calm and just realize we're going to. It's kind of like baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you bat three uh, thirty, you know you're hitting the ball once out every three times. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're losing more than you're getting, um, but you're still successful. And I think that as realtors, we need to apply that. Uh, and just know that, you know, there's going to be multiple offers uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, to get through it because it's going to be challenging. There's going to be disappointment uh, in getting deals together for our buyers. Um, but if we just know that we're going to hit some of them, mm-hmm. we're going to get some of them, and we're going to help our clients uh, to get to the end of the year, uh, hopefully with some sort of property in hand. You'll have many over four days, but you'll have four for four days as well. That's right. <laughs> things will start happening right. and falling into place. That's right. Yeah. John played a lot of baseball and was, was quite good, and uh, so he can relate to that analogy. So. Yeah. Everything goes back to baseball. Everything's baseball. Because you fell so much in baseball that it's That's like, right. it's not a game yeah. of failure, it's a game of opportunity. Because I can right. go back out tomorrow and try again, and I may yeah. have a four for four day. I'm so. reminded of the uh, song by uh, Kenny Rogers uh, that I can't think of the name of it off the top of my hand. but uh, Is it The Greatest? The Greatest. Oh, That's great exactly song. what it is. It's a great song. Great it's this, song. If you haven't Ultimate heard it. Ultimate optimist, I guess you could say. That's right. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, it's about this little boy. He takes his ball and bat, and he throws the ball up and swings the bat. The bat comes around, and the ball hits the ground, right? And he does that three times, and three strikes, you're out. And he goes home, and uh, as he's walking home, he realizes that he didn't realize how good of a pitcher he was. Yeah. You know? So, it's, again, it gets back to all in how we look at things. So, that's a, a great lesson Lesson mm-hmm. learned there for sure. So. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. That's right. He starts off as hitter, and then he realizes, oh, I'm the greatest pitcher. I'm the greatest pitcher ever. Anybody's ever That's seen. Right. Yeah, struck the guy out. So. <laughs> Three pitches. Yeah, so it's good stuff. Yeah. So, But thanks again, guys. Yeah. I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Well, good so luck for everything this year. We look forward to seeing you crush it and bring, bring you hoping. back on. And you have beat this year's numbers. We'll bring F- you back. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, and, and why can't I, right? I mean, I, yeah. You can. You know, it might be a little harder this year, but uh, I'm certainly going to try. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, not many and make people that work harder than you. Yeah. So. so you just got to do it. That's yeah. that's what I'm going to do. My goal is to beat it. So uh, I'll stick with that and just make it happen. Yeah. So hopefully. I believe you can. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Very good. It's fantastic. That's. <laughs> I thought it was great. That was uh, yeah. uh, that's exactly kind of what I was hoping. It, I mean, we didn't even have a lot of time to prep for it, so I was hoping we weren't going to tank it for you, but I thought you.